0: You are listening a Red FM original. Guts, glory, gumption. The voice of Indian sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM
1: podcast network. Brindalini, thank you very, very much for joining me on this podcast. Uh, we're calling it Guts, glory, gumption, the voice of Indian sports. So I really just wanted to put you on the podcast and listen to you as a woman, who not only liked driving, but took driving to a different level. You became a racer. Tell us, you know, what prompted you to become a
0: racer? Thanks for inviting me, Rika. I'm, I'm very much obliged to those giving me this platform. Racing has always been my passion since childhood. And uh, it it's always uh, has driven me to do things which, which helps me go forward and uh, pursue racing. Since childhood, this was my dream. And uh, after I learned driving, I always wanted to get into racing. First, I wanted to do two wheeler racing, but then uh, there is a lot of risk. There is, There are concerns from family. So I couldn't do two wheeler. But mm-hmm. then I got into four wheel driving and there was this talent hunt happening and I got selected into the top six drivers. And that's where my uh, journey of Formula Four racing began. And uh, JK Tires sponsored us, all these top six drivers. So financially, because I'm not very financially strong to keep supporting my racing uh, without any external support.
1: I should tell my listeners that your team is called the Ahura team. And uh, the picture of the team is a picture of women empowerment. If anyone, uh, you know, talks about uh, the word or the phrase women empowerment and doesn't know how it looks like, that's the picture. Women sit on the wheel, sit on the tires, make, uh, you know, not only just drive the car, but actually work on the machine to give it a perfect look and feel. I also have to ask you about, you know, getting to a racetrack at such an early age. Where was the inspiration? There must have been something driving you towards this. My inspiration is my dad.
0: He has always helped us or pushed us to always reach our limits that we can. When I initially got into racing, to be honest, I was not very much aware of, uh, as in, how to get into things and how to start racing because in India, motorsport was never given so much of you know importance like other sports is like cricket is like hockey is but then um i can see recently we have got a lot of focus on motor sport as well Kiran Rijiju also has helped uh, as in focused on motorsport as well. I see him now taking part into the events of motorsport etc which helps us giving this awareness to people that yes there is something called motorsport. So when I got Mm -hmm. to know about it and uh, the talent hunt was as I told you already the talent hunt was where which helped How old were you
1: Brinalini at that time when you entered the talent hunt? I was 29. okay. Yeah, so racers usually
0: uh, when they have support, when they have financial support, mm-hmm. they have their parents, they start very early. Nowadays mm-hmm. I can see that uh, the racers who are joining, they're very talented. The advantage they have is they have all the support. They have financial support, they have their parents' support. Uh, we also have this problem that you usually, um, you know, women get first thing you have to break is the monotony that, okay, women can go and do mo- get into motorsport and they can You break.
1: know, you will be happy to know that on on this podcast series, we have also interviewed uh, Jehan Daruwala and uh, his phenomenal streak since last year.
0: Yeah, I'm a, he's very good. He's good at it.
1: You were just speaking about stereotyping, having to break stereotypes. How big was that obstacle, Mrinalini? Because, you know, even I'm a driver. When I drive, when I go to markets, normally when parking attendants meet me, they tell me, Madam park, so that's the kind of stereotype, that's the kind of society we come from. How were you able to break that stereotype?
0: I still do get those comments, to be honest. As in, uh, just <laughs> like, you can't do hmm. it much about people. Uh, you know, you can't change them. You have to take a step for you and you have to work on yourself. So hmm. I really didn't mo- bother much about it. I knew that I want to do it and it had strived me enough that you can just ignore all of your surroundings who talk negative that woman can't do it. And still, hmm. if you believe in yourself that you can do it,
1: I understand that your dad was a big support in driving you towards your ambition, your goal. What about the rest of the family? Did they believe that, you know, our lady, she can become a racer and a phenomenal racer like what you are? Initially, when, uh, when I
0: took part in first of my race, they were not aware that I'm taking part. Because I told you that there is no awareness. So I had to uh, also make them, you know, realize that this is what it is and everything that we do there is some kind of risk associated to it so you have to be ready whether you want to take that risk or not mm-hmm. and what is sport of is obviously you when you go on track you put your life on track and uh, mm-hmm. it's not only about life and death life it means that you are putting a lot of effort you're leaving things behind there is work there is a lot of other things which is like keep going on your regular life So you have Mm -hmm. to manage all of that. So my family understood that later. And then uh, now everybody supports me. They're very happy. In fact, they come to my race. They look at it. They tell me Mm -hmm. what you did wrong, what you should improve. So Mm -hmm. now that the mental support is there, obviously, I can't expect them to support financially. We are not very strong to that level that they can support my uh, motorsport.
1: But financially, you support yourself and you have a job with Wipro, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, You work with Wipro and for the longest time you've been supporting yourself and your racing. Talk us through that, being a racer, but still in the amateur category because there is not much professional help coming through
0: yeah that struggle is very much there because we need to so first thing we we talked about the financials because we need to get the sponsors and we we need to showcase ourselves that yes if you invest in us we can show you some return and you, the, the roi has to be there it's kind of impossible that you book a track and you go and practice There the lakhs of rupees needed but mm-hmm. that's not the case with other sports like cricket. You can go on on any ground and you can practice. Right. Uh, so there, there are logistical issues and uh, which again circles back to uh, money. If you have money, you can obviously book a track, you can get a car, you can get your mm-hmm. mechanics, and you can, you can go with it, but I don't have probably that advantage. Uh, but that doesn't stop anyone if you want to do it. But yeah, a little mm. bit of support, which we
1: can get from people. What is really the status of the Ahura team now? How are six of you positioned and what kind of races are you participating in? so we do take part in jigeti national championships from ahura but we
0: can go ahead and we take part in different other races as well uh, not as a team as an individual uh, in 2020 january i had taken part in uh, Volkswagen uh, championship at uh, Volkswagen cup mm-hmm. uh, i got selected in top 20 drivers but then that didn't happen because of corona that is supposed to happen in this year, uh, but the are not out yet. Yeah. So really, there is
1: also a story that's running parallelly, that's running side by side about you, is that you had failed a dope test. And that had happened in 2019 at the National Racing Championship. You had taken the banned drug in Daryl. Talk us through that, because listeners would want to know what happens when an athlete is not really aware of the drug that he or she has taken and for which drugs they need are ATU to be presented to the authorities. Uh, This test happened in August
0: 2019. And uh, there is a substance called beta blocker, which is banned for a few of the sports, and motorsport is one of them. I was taking a medicine uh, called Inderal, and it has the component of beta blocker. Though it is not a grade A substance which actually improves the performance of the racer, or any sports person, but since it it reflected in the test, it was called as a positive uh, that I came in positive. But then I was not being banned because. The substance is not grade A. And again, uh, I'm still not banned. I can go ahead and race. I haven't got the judgment from nada. How long has it been that you haven't got the judgment from nada? Uh, I had two hearings, which happened in November. But still, I haven't heard back from them which Mm -hmm. is still expected i'm not sure when that will happen
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah that is another mental block there has to be a knowledge transfer yeah yeah so while you are not banned from racing you can still go ahead and renew your license and race on the circuit national and international circuit there's this case pending against you that the authorities need to look into urgently and clear you right Yes, so uh, yeah, that judgment should have come by now. There is
0: a delay. That is another. Th- the, the athlete should be supported with because when you race, it, it is just the moment of time, and it's about the seconds, it's about the microseconds, and right. your mental health, your physical health, everything matters. And I'm I'm not very much sure why the judgment has not been passed, and this is actually a mental block for me because uh, mm. uh, this keeps your morale down if if you know that there was no malicious intention of doing it. And also, why this happened? People should find out the root cause. Why this? Yeah. Happened?
1: Why did you have to take Inderal? Uh, let me come to that first.
0: I have this heat allergic heat strokes issues, and Calcutta right. used to be very hot at that time when we race, like in July and August, it's very hot. And my doctor had prescribed me this medicine. I had also submitted the prescription and all the details while uh, the hearing happened. I also had. Uh, you know, summarized as in what, there was no intention to inform my performance or anything or to cheat, what the scenario was. So after looking at all of the circumstances, so I also, uh, you know, explained that there was, there was no explanation given about that, but nobody had explained to us as in that that there has to be a medicine which has to be taken or which has not to be taken. Mm -hmm. So now there is an app which, which actually explains and uh, uh, any sports person can go to that app and check. So that's the change which has come after my case came into the picture. I'm okay. glad that uh, things has changed
1: a bit. People are working on that. What kind of help did you have coming from FMSCI? Did you have any help or did you not have any help?
0: FMSCI supported me because obviously when you are on track, there is a code of conduct they're very much aware of how I am on track and it's all about proving your intention right these are all the soft factors so I have the support from FMCI saying that she has been very disciplined she has been uh, very focused Mm -hmm. on racing shows that how dedicated I am and I would not do any such thing which will uh, destroy my uh, you know racing career I'm an amateur Mm -hmm. racer I'm trying to you know go ahead and achieve something in this it's not that I will do something very good in this race and and uh, I don't want to do it ever. So I will not take any kind of such step which will spoil my racing career. So it's all about proving the soft factors. So that's what I tried to do. And fmsi supported me with that. that <laughs> since the code of conduct and everything was good at the track.
1: Brinalini, what I would really like to know from you is that um, while this case is on, you're still racing. but. Is there anything that's coming in your way right now in the way things are happening? Because you can still go ahead and uh, renew your license. You can still race. But what is really stopping you because of the spending case? Finances. Uh, I had
0: two sponsors okay. uh, lined up. But then uh, because of this case, all of them backed out. Um, obviously, when we when we get sponsored, we are representing them as well, right? So yes. um, this is something which doesn't talk good about me. I, I can understand their perspective from where they're coming from. But again, that's what the loss is for me. This happened yes. and the judgment is still pending and my yes. sponsors backed out. So I don't have money.
1: Have your sponsors given you kind of an assurance once you have the judgment, they will be back on board with you? Or do you have to then freshly go and pursue new sponsors?
0: I will have to freshly go and
1: pursue sponsors. I do Mm -hmm. not have any
0: promises from them.
1: And how long has it been now for you? It's been more than a year. It's almost one and a half year. Mm -hmm. So the entire COVID time is when you've spent fighting your case with uh, Nada? Yes, right. Yeah. I hope that uh, there's a judgment soon and uh, people who are uh, responsible for all of it is listening to you at this moment through the podcast. Muralini, you know, while all of this is happening, there's another thing that I have read about you is that you have um, overcome another challenge, the challenge of obesity to become the driver that you are. Tell us about, uh, you know, overcoming that challenge.
0: Uh, so I told you that when when you race, it's it's the you know very limited time. It's about the fraction of seconds. So you have to be physically fit. Also, when you're obese, you have a lot of weight that you are putting inside the car, and you are making your car slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from you know condition your body, this is the another perspective that you that more the weight, the car uh, the car will be slower. So the lighter mm-hmm. you are, uh, you are always faster. And uh, that definitely strived me to um, lose my weight as much as I can. I was, when I started this journey, I was around 94 kgs. And now I'm somewhere around 68, 69. I keep fluctuating because of this corona.
1: And is that the ideal weight that you want to be in? 68, 69 to give you that speed?
0: Uh, Given my height and uh, the overall requirement, I should lose another 2 to
1: 3 kgs. Tell us about, you know, your inspirations in, in motor racing. Has there been any driver who has given you the inspiration to become a top class racing driver?
0: my inspiration is not actually from circuit racing but I follow Ken Block uh, very rigorously to be honest mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I like the way he drives I like the way he look at his car the mechanics the engines and everything how he does all his cars his own self and mm-hmm. it's very important to know your car so uh, when you know your car you, when you sit inside the car your car mm-hmm. and your body you are one, you're mm-hmm. one individual and then you drive because you're, you're no longer different than your car and that's how you understand that how much your car can take that limit so all of that I icing can block is very much aware how he drives his sons and uh, uh, all of his series he's just an idle racer
1: how much of the car that you drive you actually work on work on the mechanics of the car Uh, We do have our mechanics.
0: I would say that mechanically I'm uh, aware of things, but yeah, I'm not uh, aware of everything which I'm still working on. That's another thing which we keep working on, all the drivers do. So even while you're testing your car, when you're on the track testing that how is your car doing, you need to know, to, to figure out the problem, you should know what are the technicalities that's there. So, mm-hmm. you have to keep evolving there as well. So, right. I, I'm working on it at least to figure out how my car is working, where the problem is or what mm-hmm. is the positive points that I have that I can use on the track. Um, so, so there are minor things which you, if you understand, you can you can utilize it while you're, you know, uh, racing on the track.
1: any since you have... Uh- Women racing community together, you know, six of you form the Ahura team. You also race individually. How much support do you get from your fellow racers and how much support you are able to extend to them?
0: Yeah, all of us Mm. are very much connected. Uh, We do keep updating ourselves and others as well. We do keep informing each other as in uh, what's happening, what we should do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, support within our team is very much there.
1: Muralin, you race in Formula 4. Tell us about your ambitions from here and the goals that you have set for yourself over the next few years. So
0: Formula 4, I still have to explore and learn a lot when it comes to setting up the milestones i would definitely want to go ahead and do more of racing in this category first and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know achieve podiums and when i see myself that i'm ready for a formula three i would try that uh but again uh we will have to look at the sponsors etc so there is a lot of work to be done but i see myself uh going ahead, achieving podiums and then go to the next level
1: well uh, we do hope that we follow you on your journey and all the other pending problems that you have the case with nada is clear so that sponsors are back on board with you to give you that uh, uh, force to ride as high as you want to thank you very much for joining me on the podcast
0: thank you very much, you very much Rika.
1: You are listening a Red FM original Guts Glory Gumption The Voice of Indian Sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM Podcast Network.